TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, yeah. It's getting over the hump. Happy hump day, Trump day. It is 6.08. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show along with Greg Cassidy, live and loco, baby. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. Can you believe it? Here we are. January 17th, 2024, and still, and still saying happy hump day, Trump day. And never stopped once. No. Since before he even became president in 2016. That's pretty good. Maybe it was prophetic. I hope so. I hope so, too. Guess who's jumping Woo! on the Trump train? Vivek. Oh, yeah. Viv- and you know when Vivek's going to be elected, right? When he, when he will tell everybody how to say his name, oh. and everybody <laughs> says it the same way, it was Vivek, Vivek. Viv- now I heard it's more like Vivek. I, yeah, Vivek seems to be the latest trend, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yes, this is trending. Yes, Vivek uh, Ramaswamy. But he's a great speaker. He's intense. Oh, he's good. He's passionate. He's good. He didn't have to read off a script when he was uh, throwing all of his support behind Donald J. Trump. We are in the middle of a war in this country. That's what this is. It's not a war between black and white. It's not between Democrat and Republican, even in a deeper sense. It's between the permanent state and the everyday citizen. Between those of us who love the United States of America and a fringe minority who hates this country and what we stand for. And right now we need a commander-in-chief who will lead us to victory in this war. He was I, I, he, oh, re, he really was fired up. Yeah. Uh, he spoke like that with that level of intensity uh, for a couple of minutes at, you know... Mm-hmm. And and Donald J. Trump was standing right behind him and nodding approvingly. Oh, yeah. uh, this is definitely good for the Trump campaign. Um, the numbers will definitely, I think, reflect that. And it could cause younger voters to reconsider Trump if they hadn't already. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how this goes. But this is, I would say, nothing but good news. Entrepreneur and former 2024 Republican presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy declared former President Donald Trump would shut down the deep state if elected back into the White House. This was in New Hampshire. Uh, The event Tuesday evening comes a day after he dropped out of the race and endorsed Trump uh, in a video streamed 
uh, to rumble. The 38-year-old Ramaswamy said in his impassioned populist pitch on behalf of Trump that the nation is at war. Uh, That is between the permanent state and the everyday citizen. And here's another clip. You got to know you're in a war to win one. You can't win one if you're asleep at the switch, have your head stuck in the sand like most Republicans. And I think that's going to require somebody who isn't bought and paid for, a businessman, not a politician. Anybody heard of that? And that's why I was in this race, but... I'll tell you, the people of Iowa spoke loud and clear last night, and I'm a big believer that we, the people, create a government that is accountable to us, not the other way around. Making a great case again to vote for Trump, uh, not establishment, businessman, not politician. And then he reminds us of the basic fundamentals. What does it mean to be a Republican today? It means we believe in the ideals of 1776. Ideals like freedom and merit and the pursuit of excellence. That you get ahead in this country, not on the color of your skin, but on the content of your character and your contributions. End affirmative action. End DEI. We are done with the nonsense. Send it back home. And remember... You know, he's the son of immigrants. And I say this as the kid of legal immigrants to this country. That means your first act of entering this country cannot break the law, and that is why we need to use our military to secure our own southern border in this country. That's what it means to stand for the rule of law in the United States of America. Fox carried most of his uh, speech there, but then they... They cut away for a little while, which mm. I I, I got to tell you, wasn't that, I wasn't that happy about because I thought the content and the passion with which he was speaking yeah. was really a little bit more important than whatever the talking heads yeah. wanted to say. And I understand they've got timetables and breaks and different things they have to get in, but um, I don't know. I, I, I just thought that he was just nailing it oh, one yeah. after another. He was good. I, and, and so Fox played, I think, most of it. But MSNBC and CNN, they wouldn't even air, let alone Ramaswamy, they wouldn't even air former President Donald Trump's Republican Iowa caucus victory speech Monday evening. Oh, my goodness. But they aired speeches that were given by uh, Haley Mm -hmm. and Governor DeSantis? That's odd. Well, maybe not really. Trump derangement syndrome. Yes, exactly. It is really a real thing. MSNBC's Rachel Maddow announced on air that Trump had just began giving his speech, but that the network decided not to air it because it did not want to knowingly broadcast untrue things. Oh, my goodness. A network said that? Seriously? Yeah, MSNBC does not (laughs) want to air untrue things. It's about to shut down. Apparently, moments afterwards, the plug now. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, that's amazing. At, at this, here's what Rachel Maddow said. At this point in the evening, the projected winner of the Iowa caucuses has just started giving his victory speech. Look, they don't even want to say his name. He wow. will keep an eye. We will keep an eye on that as it happens. We will let you know if there's any news made in that speech. If there's anything <laughs> noteworthy, something substantive and and important. The reason I'm saying this, of course, there is a reason that we and other news organizations have generally stopped giving an unfiltered live platform to remarks by former President Trump and is not out of spite 
Mm-hmm. It is not a decision that we relish. It is a decision that we regularly revisit and honestly, earnestly, it is not an easy decision. But there is a cost to us as a news organization, knowingly broadcasting untrue things as a fundamental truth of our business and who we are. And so his remarks tonight will not air here live. We will monitor them and let you know about any news that he makes. You just made the news. You have clearly drawn the line in the sand and you said freedom of speech ends where Donald Trump's campaign begins. This is not some lunatic that's like, you know, leader of the Communist Party. Oh, they would this run guy, that. Yeah. This guy was president of the United States for four huh. years during two very difficult times with COVID. The two difficult years. This, really, this is bizarre. I mean, this, this tells anybody sitting and not sure which way they're going to go. I'm telling you right now, if this doesn't make it obvious to you... Mm-hmm. When you don't stand for free speech anymore and you still try to call yourself some sort of news organization, right? the joke is on the American public if they continue to support anything that comes out of the Democratic Party. These are, these are evildoers. Rachel Maddow. 616 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy in the house. Ton of stuff coming up on a happy hump day. Trump Day, 97.3 The Sky. All bets are off. Three weekdays. Whatever they have to do to protect themselves, the Israelis will do. They are prepared to deal with Iran. On News Talk 97.3, The Sky. Good morning and welcome, my friends. And happy Hub Day, Trump Day. It is 622. You're tuned to The Bob Rose Show, along with Greg Cassidy and your time check is brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. Top stories. Trump gets endorsement from Vivek Ramaswamy. And MSNBC and CNN refused to air Trump's Iowa victory speech. But they ran Haley's and Governor DeSantis? Hmm. What the world is going on here? They are running scared. Oh, we'll yeah. dig into this a little bit further, but I want to remind you to follow the sky. Go to the sky 973.com slash follow or the Odyssey app. And there's the Bob Rose Show podcast, so you never have to miss a minute of the show. They are so desperate, those on the left, the Democrat Party, the talking heads at CNN and MSNBC. They didn't want to air Trump's speech. They said, oh, it was, you know, they, they just, they, they didn't want to have to do that. It's not a decision that they relish. Oh, yeah, that's right. from Rachel Maddow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can believe Knowingly that. broadcasting untrue things is a fundamental truth of our business, who we are. And so his remarks tonight will not air live. We will monitor them. Folks, can you believe it? No. Crazy. Millions and millions of Americans support former President Trump. He he is the number one political enemy of the left. And the left tries to make excuses as to why they're not going to broadcast his speech. Because the more Trump speaks, the more people tend to follow him. 
And it's not because he has some special power. He's telling people what they really want to know, what they really want to hear. People want to return to law and order. People, and that includes the border. People are sick and tired of this government overreach. You shall buy an electric car. Right. Or nothing. You shall get rid of your gas stove. Those are just two examples. And it goes on. The fishing industry mm-hmm. in some areas is being crippled. Uh, the fossil fuel industry has been under attack since day one when Biden got into office. Yep. And people, when they hear what Trump has to say, they're like, yeah. Yeah, he's right. Yeah, I know. He's the mean tweeter guy. Yeah. But my goodness, the other team, they want to allow 14-year-old girls to get double mastectomies because they feel like they're a boy. I'm not too hip to that. And wasn't it the other party that called us domestic terrorists if we showed up at school board meetings as concerned parents? That's correct. Wow. What is that lefty party all about? Mm, Nothing good. And all hell is being unleashed on the evangelical community. Oh, no doubt. Because the numbers in Iowa reflect, I think, about a doubling of support for Trump since 2016. A doubling of evangelical Mm. support in Iowa. And the left, their heads are popping off. (laughs) You just thought you were hearing fireworks. Yeah. And they're so desperate. I heard uh, it was either on CNN or MSNBC. They had this guest, Tim Alberta, on there, who's written a couple of books. And and here's what gives him, I guess, some special key to opening the picking on evangelicals. He claims he's a practicing Christian himself and that his father was an evangelical minister. But he writes, well, first of all, he wrote the book American Carnage on the front lines of the Republican Civil War and the rise of President Trump in 2019. Yeah. And he says the battles, uh, he he covered the biggest stories in national politics, the battles over health care and immigration on Capitol Hill, the election and presidency of Donald Trump, the ideological warfare between and within the two parties. He moved back to Michigan. He followed the uh, campaign, uh, 2020 campaign, through the eyes of the candidates. He roamed the country, talked to everybody. And then he joins a publication called The Atlantic. I mean, clearly these are people that, I hate to, I'll have to say it, they, they hate America. They really do. They're so, they're so, they're self-loathing beyond compare. All right. And basically have this guy on just to bash evangelicals. In other words, if evangelicals support Trump, that's the beginning of the destruction of the evangelical church. Let's go to the Davis Gainesville Chevrolet Skylines and Mercedes. You're on the air. Uh, Good morning. How are you today? Good. Okay. I just want to say that uh, it is well known that the communists, do control the airways, control TV, control radio, radio, control newspapers, control anything that goes out as a information, so people don't know what's going on. 
one of the countries that did it in South America is Venezuela. So I think they do it is because they are communists. That's why they do not pass the information from Trump. They are communists. Yeah, yeah. Control the message. Control speech. Oh, yeah. You can only get one side of a message. There's no two sides. There's no debating with the left. Thank you for bringing that up. And the other thing is, is MSNBC is concerned about having untruths on their air. Wow. They should fire everybody then. Yeah, you should never be afraid of free speech. This is obviously, you know, they're wielding that axe, as you said. Mm -hmm. This is, you know, communistic. 629 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. A lot more coming up on 97.3 The Sky. Misinformation. Whether it's from the mainstream media or your brother-in-law's Facebook posts, you need the sky to cut through the static of election 2024. Every move. We are going to have the largest deportation effort in the history of our country. Every candidate. we got to support Israel. In word and in deed, in public and in private. These fellas don't know how to talk about abortion. I said we'd invest in all of America. Your election headquarters. We're leading by so much. News Talk 97.3. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more rings, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device. Credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. When you need to know... It's the worst illegal immigration in our nation's history. Calling for the genocide of Jews. Let's continue to make Florida the envy of the nation. You need the sky. Download the Odyssey app. Everywhere. I can get all my news. News Talk 97.3. The sky. Have we learned nothing? It's possible. Oh, no. 6.40 on the Bob Rose Show. 20 minutes till 7 o'clock. Greg Cassidy here as well. Happy... Hump Day Trump Day, coming off his huge victory in Iowa, Trump gets an endorsement from Vivek Ramaswamy. And MSNBC and CNN refuse to air Trump's Iowa victory speech. I believe that could be unprecedented. They didn't want to air anything that was untrue. (laughs) Well, everything the Democrats say is untrue, you would cease to have a network. Yeah. 
Wow, they're drinking the Kool-Aid for sure. Big time. We'll get back to all that. But here, I have a story, and I don't like to lead with, you know, doom and gloom, death and destruction. But i got to share this with you. So you're going to anyway? Yeah. Okay. Well, because we don't learn anything okay. was my original point. Yeah. If you had this, this COVID-19, and clearly as time went on, uh, we discovered that there, there was some help inside a lab advancing the deadliness mm. of that of that COVID-19. And, and, of course, Dr. Fauci denied all that, so he's a liar. I guess he'll never be on CNN and MSNBC because they don't put anything that's untrue on there, so oh, I guess he, he actually, won't be on there actually, anymore. He's on there quite a bit. So you think we'd learn a lesson from playing with this stuff, but we haven't. A new study just came out. Chinese scientists, oh, oh no, shocking, right? There's the start of a story. Are experimenting with mutant, mutant COVID-19 strain that has a 100% kill streak in mice that have been humanized. Wow. This yeah. is scary stuff. The deadly virus, known as GX underscore P2V, attacked the brains of mice that were engineered to reflect similar genetic makeup to people. Um, this story, this study was just recently shared last week out of Beijing. Now, hmm, what does the Chinese Communist government have to do with it? Well, nothing happens in Chinese uh, Communist China mm-hmm. without the party knowing about it. And apparently this is some really, really nasty stuff. It's a mutated version of a coronavirus cousin that they discovered in Malaysia in 2017, three years before the pandemic. All the mice that were infected with the virus died within just eight days, all of them. Wow. They were surprised. Researchers were surprised at the rapid death rate. Infected lungs, bones, eyes, tracheas, and the brains of dead mice. And it was usually when the brain was attacked, that's when they died shortly thereafter. They lost weight. They exhibited a hunched posture, moved extremely sluggishly. And then eerie of all, they said the eyes turned completely white the day before they died. This is like bad sci-fi movie stuff. Yeah, it is. I mean, the fact that they're doing this intentionally. So what would be their goal? Well, that's the interesting thing. What, What is their goal? Um, Why do you even go down this road knowing what happened last time? Unless you're doing it because you know what happened last time. Well, is it is it just like, you know, the Chinese, they are very um, cunning and and uh, not very direct when it comes to issuing a threat. This is the, this is the kind of mm. thing that they would that information they'd allowed to be released. Oh, hey, by the way, we just. Just, we, we don't have anything to do with it, but our scientists have an announcement. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we've been working on something that has a 100% mortality rate. So kind of like last time where we basically, under Donald Trump, at least in a good way, had the Chinese at bay, and then this little thing gets it, released. It, it's another threat, and it'll kind of be like, oh, it'd be a shame if this stuff got released. You mean leading um, into potential issues with Taiwan? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. In other words, 
do not come to the defense of Taiwan. Mm-hmm. If you do, wow. it, it could result in a terrible accident, accident. of some sort. Man. Um, hmm. And several scientists have spoken out mm-hmm. and said the research, they're calling it terrible and scientifically totally pointless. Well, unless you're a commie and you want to rule the world. And for those of you who think, well, that would kill a lot of Chinese people, too. They don't care. No. They don't care about their own people. That's the whole idea. It's the communist state, not the communist individual. There's no such thing as individual. Will there be a mask and a vaccine for this one? Seems like it's pretty serious. 100% mortality rate. Mm. 645 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. We'll find stuff that's a little more upbeat. <laughs> you know, something gives us a little hope. That won't take much. It, yeah, i got to do some digging. <laughs> but it's coming up on a happy hump day, Trump day. You're listening to 97.3 The Sky. Joe Biden is like the big spender in the champagne room and all these government agencies are thirsty strippers. The Dana Show. He just in their dollar dollar bills, y'all. Now, night, 10 p.m. on 97.3 The Sky. on the Bob Rose Show. 10 minutes till 7 o'clock. Greg Cassidy is here as well. Happy hump day, Trump day. More on Trump in just a little bit, but let's talk about Joe Biden's kid, Hunter. Apparently, okay, let's go back. Remember, he dated, okay, he dated Uh his deceased brother's wife. Correct. Okay? Mm -hmm. And... I guess things got maybe a little kooky, crazy, whatever, but at one time she found herself throwing away Hunter's gun, Ooh. threw it in a dumpster. Okay. That's the one that was recovered. Oh, I didn't realize that's who did that. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes. Like over, like by a school. Yes. That's <laughs> even worse. Okay. Okay. Five years after the now 53-year-old sister-in-law uh, turned lover, Hallie Biden uh-huh. dumped Hunter's firearm into a trash can behind a grocery store in Delaware. FBI officials re-examined the pistol. Uh-oh. Agents removed the sealed Colt Cobra 38 SPL revolver from a state police vault to photograph the weapon sometime last year and found white powder <laughs> on the pouch. <laughs> oh, I, I would act shocked, but I'm not. This was revealed by a court filing from special counsel David Weiss. The guy who's really been running interference for little Hunter. (laughs) An FBI chemist subsequently analyzed the residue and determined it was... Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. cocaine. To be clear, uh, investigators literally found drugs on the pouch where the defendant had kept his gun. Weiss's team was responding to a motion to dismiss the gun charges filed by Hunter Biden's lawyers last month. In the rebuttal, Weiss's team recounted the evidence they had to confirm that the troubled first son was using illicit drugs at the time he completed a background check to buy the pistol and stated he was not addicted to any illicit substances. So if you are 
doing illicit substances, mm-hmm. and then you go fill out the form for a background check to buy a gun, if you tell anything that's not true, if you lie on the form, that's a federal crime. At another point in the rebuttal, prosecutors referenced Hunter Biden's 2021 memoir, Beautiful Things, in which he made countless incriminating statements about his years-long drug usage. You know, he's tried to use that as, oh, sympathy, Mm -hmm. victim, I didn't know what I was doing, pay taxes, I didn't even know what I was doing, I was so high all the time. Oh, but wait a minute, then that's a problem. During that period of time, you also filled out a federal form and purchased a handgun. Whoops. Oh, well, yeah, that's uh, different. (laughs) Yeah, Mm -hmm. it is. That's bad. The defendant's choice to sell a book containing these admissions not only made the government's case against him stronger, but also increased a potential prosecution's general deterrence value. This is what the Weiss team wrote. Prosecutors noted that Hunter Biden plowed ahead with writing the book after he was made aware that local authorities had recovered the weapon from an elderly man who was sorting recyclables from the trash can and that there was an ongoing federal investigation into the matter. He knew it, wrote the book anyway, in which it includes all his crazy drug use. That, I, I guarantee you, that's... Where a publisher said, oh, you don't tell us the down and dirty and how nasty your drug habit was? We don't uh-huh. have a book to sell. Yeah, it's boring if yeah. you don't have the good stuff. you got to have the juicy stuff. Uh, they also pointed to messages, including ones that Hunter exchanged with Hallie, who had discarded the weapon about 11 days after he bought it. Hunter's mm. Bi- Biden's legal team, led by attorney Abby Lowell, has claimed that Weiss caved to political pressure by bringing the firearms charges in Delaware. This past July, Hunter was poised to enter a jail-free plea agreement for two misdemeanor counts of willful failure to pay taxes and enter a diversion program for the felony federal firearms charge. Would be the first time in history that you could commit a federal felony and have a diversion program for Mm. that. But the deal imploded uh, once the judge looked at the deal and said, no, no. Uh, no, that's no. Because well, that whole immunity till Jesus comes uh, clause probably didn't go over very well. Well, that's really what, you know, yeah, that, really. That, that was the straw, so to speak. Mm-hmm. All right. So straw. a month later, Weiss, <laughs> the Delaware U.S. attorney, was granted special counsel status by Attorney General Merrick Garland. Hunter's now facing three federal gun-related felony charges over the ordeal. Ha. Huh. Hmm. Hunter. Mm-hmm. Gun pouch. He's a Tested bad, for cocaine. He's a bad boy. Hunter theme song. If you want to become a really good shot, cocaine. Yeah. Right? Oh, man. Hey, I know when I do, when I do a couple of bumps, man, I'm highly focused. Yeah. Right. Mm. And, dude, you can't have blow art. Without some blow. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Okay. Right. 6.56 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. Thank you for tuning in. 
And we've got a lot about Vivek Ramaswamy and a great speech he gave on behalf of Trump coming up. Here's what's trending on the sky. Albert Shell Jr. Is, is responsible for one of the more heinous acts that we've seen in Ocala in a long time. The news that's trending. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin hospitalized. National Security Council didn't know it. White House didn't know it. The news that's now. Illegal immigration. This is a national crisis that has to be resolved by Congress. The news station. Hello, Iowa. The MAGA Republicans, led by a defeated president. Now, more news. Updates every half hour. Breaking news at once. Out with the old. That Biden, he's getting old, man. It's the same old story. In with the new. I have news for everybody. On the border. 2024 election. Inflation. The news station. All you need to know. 24-7. News Talk 97.3. The Sky. Good morning. Welcome. It's a happy hump day, Trump day. It is 7.07. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always Yes. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show, along with Greg Cassidy. Coming up at 8.05, Congresswoman Kat Kamek will be joining us. And you don't have to miss any of it. Follow this sky and never miss any of the Bob Rose Show with just one click at thesky973.com slash follow or on the Odyssey app. You'll get the Bob Rose Show podcast with every minute of the show, so you don't have to miss it. One of the things that I am going to talk to the Ag Commissioner, Wilton Simpson, about is a story that I shared with you yesterday, where it turns out there's a Chinese billionaire that secretly became the second largest foreign owner of U.S. land. Now, apparently, he gathered up this land uh, back in 2015. So we're going we're gonna to ask him for his take on that, I know that uh, Congresswoman Elise Stefanik out of New York reacted to it, telling the outlet that the Biden administration had dropped the ball in protecting ag land from being bought up by foreign adversaries. But these land purchases, uh, it was made under the Obama administration, and nobody in the Trump administration saw it or figured it out. Communist China is purchasing mm. U.S. ag land to subvert our sovereignty undermine our ag industry, encroach on our military installations, and upend America's rural communities, she said. Yep, so we will ask our ag commissioner about that. I know they've taken steps to try to limit that here Mm -hmm. in the Sunshine State, so we've got that. Top stories. Trump gets a great endorsement from Vivek Ramaswamy. Yes. Entrepreneur. Former 2024 Republican presidential candidate declared former President Donald Trump would shut down the deep state. And I thought he did an excellent job in his speech that he gave while bringing on President Trump. He called him, President Trump called him up to the stage, and I mean, he was on fire. All right. And he talked about, you know, this division in America. We are in the middle of a war in this country. That's what this is. It's not a war between black and white. It's not between Democrat and Republican, even in a deeper sense. It's between the permanent state and the everyday citizen. Between those of us who love the United States of America and a fringe minority who hates this country and what we stand for. And right now we need a commander-in-chief who will lead us to victory in this war. And then, I, you know, the establishment Republicans, I think that this was meant for them. The lukewarm ones, uh, the ones that don't see 
maybe the value in Trump. He's speaking to them here. You got to know you're in a war to win one. You can't win one if you're asleep at the switch, have your head stuck in the sand like most Republicans. And I think that's going to require somebody who isn't bought and paid for, a businessman, not a politician. Anybody heard of that? And that's why I was in this race. But I'll tell you, the people of Iowa spoke loud and clear last night. And I'm a big believer that we, the people, create a government that is accountable to us, not the other way around. We, the people, getting back to basic fundamentals in which this country was founded on. What does it mean to be a Republican today? It means we believe in the ideals of 1776. Ideals like freedom and merit and the pursuit of excellence. That you get ahead in this country, not on the color of your skin, but on the content of your character and your contributions. End affirmative action. End at DEI. We are done with the nonsense. Send it back home. And it sounds like he's a big advocate for law and order. And I say this as the kid of legal immigrants to this country. That means your first act of entering this country cannot break the law. And that is why we need to use our military to secure our own southern border in this country. That's what it means to stand for the rule of law in the United States of America. He was fired up. And and not everybody got to hear that speech. Fox had most of it, then they cut away. But that's nothing compared to what MSNBC and CNN did. They actually refused to air Donald Trump's victory speech in Iowa, which I believe has got to be unprecedented. Oh, man. I mean, remember, it's the first primary slash caucus in the country. All eyes and ears on it. Everybody pays attention to it that has any political news to report, of course. And you don't air his victory speech, but they did air the former Governor Haley's speech and Governor Ron DeSantis' hmm. speeches. It is absolutely, well, it's bizarre. And here's how at least Rachel Maddow from MSNBC tried to defend it. You know, she says, uh, there's a reason that we and other news organizations have generally stopped giving an unfiltered live platform to remarks by former President Donald Trump. And it is not out of spite. It is not a decision that we relish. It's not a decision we regularly revisit. Uh, uh, It is one that they revisit. Honestly, earnestly, it's not an easy decision. But there is a cost to us as a news organization, knowingly broadcasting untrue things as a fundamental truth of our business and who we are, and so his remarks tonight will not air here live. We will monitor them and let you know about any news that he makes. Untruths. Hmm. What are they talking about? Wow. Uh, okay, here's, here's an untruth. You know, he say, oh, it's the third time in Iowa where, you know, I cleaned everybody's clocks. Well, apparently he didn't the first year. So they're all saying he didn't win three years, hmm. uh, three uh, times in a row. All right. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Is that significant in any way, shape, or form? Is that as significant as, oh, I don't know, a family of four should save an average of $2,500 a year on their health care under Obamacare? What about that lie that was told oh. so many times over oh. and over again? You see, Trump says stuff, and then they turn out to be true. Mm-hmm. The left says stuff, and we identify it as a lie immediately. But the lefty media doesn't. They run with it. And then when you find out, 
they were lying, mm, they go into hiding. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Rachel Maddow, I guess I'll give you a point for trying to explain it, but you get zero substance points because your network is infamous. We bring up stories that are about her and their network because they're so stinking ridiculous. Yeah. And so false. Yeah. Off oh. the charts. Yeah. And, and, and look, here's the bottom line. Once again, they're taking an elitist attitude. They're saying this Trump guy is out of control and he has some power over the American people. And we just can't let his message get out because he's putting everyone in a trance and he's going to be a dictator and he's really scary. So once again, the left is, well, they tell you how to live. They tell you what kind of stove you can have. They tell you you have to buy an electric car. Now they're absolutely telling you who you can and can't vote for, who you can and can't even listen to. Freedom of speech has just absolutely officially been destroyed by CNN and MSNBC. And we're here to witness it. 715 on the Bob Rose Show. You're darn right that bugs me. What's bugging you? That's coming up next and is brought to you by Florida Pest Control. The only bugs they can't control are litter bugs. Do not be one of those. But you can call in 877-975-9825. What's bugging you is next on 97.3 The Sky. Sometimes it's really not the heat. Why, I can get in this car, roll up the windows, and be none the worse for wear. It's the stupidity. All right, open the damn door. So, what's bugging you? Let me out. You're hot. So call now. What's bugging you? For Florida Pest Control on 97.3 The Sky. It really is great therapy. Just call in, air it out. What's bugging you? Brought to you by Florida Pest Control. 877-975-9825. Call in now, please. And Tammy, what's bugging... Let's go to Pam. What's bugging you? Okay, so while I am st- sitting here getting ready to get gas in my car and, and complaining about how pr- much price it is, I'm thinking about the story I read about the bunch of dead robots at the charging stations up in Chicago because it is too cold to charge their car, their electric cars. You have to heat up the battery enough to be able to charge it. Some guy had to, he landed at O'Hare and had to call a flatbed tow truck to tow his car from the parking lot to a charging station. So what's the sense in having an electric car? If it's too cold, you can't charge your car. If it's too hot, you have brownouts and you can't charge your car. If there's hurricanes or tornadoes and there's no electricity, you can't charge your car. Yeah, I totally agree yep. with that assessment. And we're just finding, uh, you know, another flaw um, in the situation. But that's not going to stop the lefties from ramming them down our throats. Brandon knows best. Don't you know that? Bob? Yeah. Yeah, Brandon knows Yeah. Best. Sure he does. Nostradamus, what's bugging you? Hey, good morning, Bob. Thanks for taking my call. I couldn't agree with you more about what you said in your last segment about the freedom of speech. The First Amendment, they're shutting it down. I called you. I told you my little anecdotal story about what they did to me the other day on a social media site just because I repeated what Nikki Haley said at a debate that she was in, word for word. And they shut me down and said I violated Hmm. guidelines. On last year, you brought up a guy that was over in Ukraine, Gonzalo Lira. I don't know if you remember that. 
but he was an American citizen who was detained there for for speaking out about against about what's going on over there. wasn't giving away secrets or anything. He was Coach Redpill on YouTube. Anyway, they they put him in prison. He got out. He was trying to get out of the country. They caught him near the border of Hungary, and he they put him back in prison. Now he's dead. Wow. Yeah, freedom of speech needs to be protected. The left, uh, at least they used to protect free speech, but but no longer, mm. it would appear. Call in now. We've got open lines, 877-975-9825. And let's go to Jim. What's bugging you? Hey, good morning, guys. You had a call yesterday where a gentleman was talking about forces uh, being sent over to the stuff over in Israel and whatnot. And I was totally in disagreement with the man. Being a veteran, I'm like, come on, let's go, activate. Why did we tolerate the bombings and the killings that we already tolerated? I mean, I don't... It's easy to sacrifice someone else's life, but I'm a veteran of feminine. So I'm like, let's go. Come on, Biden, what's wrong with you? That's what's bugging me. Well, that's a long Yeah, I, I just, you know, yeah. Biden... In charge of, uh, you know, any kind of military action. Look, he's the guy, to my understanding, that when they got together and were leaving Afghanistan, which he kept pushing and mentioning dates and pushing and mentioning dates, uh, uh, when they did come to him with a couple of plans, less troops, less troops, less troops, Mm -hmm. what... But he didn't understand the idea. You have to protect an evacuation. Yeah. That's just reason number mm. 4,025 why he shouldn't be there. But who's counting? Yeah. yeah. Donnie, what's bugging you? Hey, good morning, Bob. Hey, you know, uh, the electric cars that these companies are making that they can't sell or anything, at what point do shareholders get together and find somebody in corporate law and sue the boards for taking them down a financial path that is ruinous for the stock value eventually. I mean, if a uh, investment person does that stuff and makes knowingly bad investments, there is legal recourse. There is no way these car companies can think that they're going to make money actually on these things, but they do know the government will keep throwing money their way yep. as long as they do the government's bidding. That's uh, an interesting point. And yes, to generalize, a CEO of a company has a fiduciary responsibility to the shareholders. And really, it's first and foremost. If they're smart, they have a responsibility toward their shareholders, but also uh, for their product and slash customers, but also uh, for their workers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we saw, you know, the backlash that happened, uh, you know, with the whole Bud Light thing. I mean, that came right. back to bite them. People got fired. I mean, uh, we wish it would happen at Target, but for some reason, uh, they kind of feel a little smack on the wrist, and then they're back at their old stuff. Yeah. Well, hey, look, um, Solo Brands dumped their CEO after a huge campaign for Solo Stove. And, you know, that was featuring, you know... The guy who wasn't going to smoke anymore. Oh, the no, gave up smoke. Snoop Dogg, giving yeah. up the smoke, giving up the smoke. That was something all, was up. That was all to lead to his involvement and promoting the solo stove. 
and apparently uh, that there was actually no hmm. increase in selling those stoves after wow. they had hooked up with the Snoop Dogg. Yeah. <laughs> so. so a good example, it does happen sometimes. And the auto manufacturers are pushing back. I have watched several stories and uh, looked at a few articles on that, and they're going, hey, this is... We're going here too fast. I'm like, what are you listening to the Bob Rose show or something? That's right. That's what I was saying. Not electric car. Not ready for prime time. Nope. Not ready for prime time. All right, we're approaching 728. You're tuned to the Bob Rose show. Coming up at 805, Congresswoman Kat Kamek. Right here on 97.3, the Sk- Trump. Our ultimate retribution is success. DeSantis. He said he was going to drain the swamp. He did not deliver that. Haley. If we support Ukraine. That's only three and a half percent of our defense budget. Sleepy Joe. You have to ban assault weapons. I did it once before, and I'm going to come back again and do it. The sky is the station for election 2024. It is one of the most unbelievable election cycles I have ever witnessed. The latest breaking news. This is a critical moment. I'm leading Biden in all of the polls. Your 2024 election headquarters. News Talk not. 97.3. The dawn of a new era. Even more of what you asked for from your talk radio station. It's Glenn Beck. The Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. New shows and more news. Now on North Central Florida's talk leader, 97.3. The Sky. Get the Bob Rose Show on your Alexa first thing in the morning. Catch up on the latest news when you get up. Just tell your smart speaker, play 97.3 The Sky. It's that easy. Good morning and welcome. 735 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. Your time check is brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. It's a happy hump day, Trump day, with the top story involving Trump winning in Iowa big. Okay, that's really yesterday's news. But then he gets a huge endorsement from Vivek Ramaswamy. That was big. But I think really a big story is the fact that MSNBC and CNN both refuse to air Trump's Iowa victory speech. That's got to be unprecedented in the modern era. Yeah, we know they have this Trump derangement syndrome. But clearly... Uh, they're letting it get the best of them because I don't know that you can honestly defend that. You know, they hate what Trump is about and hate the people that follow him, apparently, but he is the leading candidate for half the country, pretty much, right? He's the biggest obstacle that stands in the way of Biden getting four more years. And that's part of the problem, because if you control the media and control the message, you have a lot of control over the people. It's very interesting when they refer to Trump, try to say he's an authoritarian, that he would be a dictator. Some even go as far as call him a Nazi or Hitler-like or whatever, which is interesting on so many different levels. When it's the left that wants to control, think about it, dictatorship. They want to dictate to you kind of stove you can own, the kind of car uh, that you can drive. Now they're dictating to you that Trump's words aren't worth putting on the air. That's, That's what they're dictating to you. Authoritarian leaders don't like free speech. Trump's not afraid of free speech. The left is. 
And I think it's important to note that. So it's ironic. They call him authoritarian. They call him Nazi-like when they're actually engaging at the highest level since the rise of the Third Reich in propaganda. The left is the propaganda machine for the Democrat Party. Make no mistake about it. Left of center comprises over 90% of the media. They do have influence over the message. And they won't even let other messages get in there. When you want to destroy and interfere with a value, an American principle known as free speech, you're not doing what's best for America. It's that simple. And we've got big fish to fry, too. Things are stirring up. North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un on Monday. This is, uh, he needs to get attention every once in a while. He throws a little tantrum. <laughs> yes, he does. They haven't been talking about me and my bad haircut lately. <laughs> well, I'll give him something to talk about. Yeah. He called for the national constitution to be rewritten so that South Korea is na- named as the primary foe. And Mm. invariable principle enemy. That's a significant change from past rhetoric that called for reunification with the South. Yeah, I know the people living in North Korea would love to reunify. They're like, they have electricity, like, all the time. What a concept. Trump tried to lay this out for Kim Jong-un. Yep. And I think he did. And I think Kim Jong-un... Bought into it and believed. You know, he's right. Mm-hmm. I want to be... Look, he wants to be popular. He liked Dennis Rodman. He wants to be cool. He wants to be hip. He wants to be popular. How can you be popular when your people are cooking and heating their home with a charcoal hibachi? Yeah. I mean, really. How? What an insult. And, yeah, as much as the people are insulated, he's not. He's not. Does he not realize how much better life is literally with the same genetic makeup as his own people, but they live in freedom? What a different world that is. Mm -hmm. You know, isn't that crazy? But we think like he's the top dog. Here's how it works. That those commie regimes, you know, they're, they're built upon paranoia because here's what happens. You're not commie enough. Oh, you're not commie enough. And so the hardcores, like, well, maybe you could call them like sort of their commie church elders, if you will, right? Kind of keep them in line. Keep keep Kim Jong-un in uh, He's young. You know, the wiles of the free world could draw him in. We have command and control. Can't allow that. It is interesting, isn't it? That... How, how they've seen it done differently right across the border and how successful South Korea has been. I mean, you couldn't have a better example than that. It's like it's your twin brother. And if you just adopt the same principles as your twin brother, you can probably succeed mm-hmm. in a very similar fashion. But no. And th- th- how could they not? know that how could they not 
see that. 741 on the Bob Rose Show. Let's go to the Davis-Gainesville Chevrolet Skylines. And Shep, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. I wanted to point out once again, that having grown up in ultra-leftist liberal New York City, the Bronx to be specific, none of this is new. It's become exacerbated over the years, but none of it this is really new. I remember I'd utter something, and, they, and people that you can't say that. Well, why not? Don't I have, you know, even as a child, I say, don't I have the right of free speech? Shut up. You're just a kid. Okay. If you bring up something that's contrary to their narrative, they would, they would uh, you know, shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. You're an idiot. You're a moron. You're a this. You're a that. And if you try to point out, for example, that you read that in the New York Post, my mother would not allow the New York Post into the house. Hmm. To them, it was ultra-right-wing. Well, to me, the New York Post is very centrist. The other thing, now, if you're a New Yorker, you could get this, but a common insult in New York was, hey, I bet you read the Daily News. Hmm. The Daily News, the Daily News, it, uh, was at the time, I don't know about now, was a newspaper that wrote generally on a ninth grade level. Why? Because they catered to the blue-collar worker. And back then, you're talking 60s and 70s, a lot of blue-collar workers, you know, come the 30s, 40s, whatever, they had to quit school to support their family. So they never got a high school diploma, or many of them went off to war. So that was a newspaper catered to them. But if you were a reader of the New York of the New York Daily News, you would consider it to be a bonehead, you know, an idiot. So I'm just pointing out none of this is new. It's just become more exacerbated over the years. Yeah, and I'll close by saying I've seen a lot of posts on Facebook where it says, I miss the America I grew up in. I don't, because from until age thirteen in the Bronx, okay, this is the America I grew up in. When I came to semi-rural north-central Florida, it wasn't like that. People smiled at you. People said good morning to you. Walking down the street in the Bronx, you didn't dare make eye contact with anyone because that was considered a challenge. See you later, guys. Yeah. No. Perspective. Absolutely. It's interesting, too, yeah. The New York Post, they, they do take some heat, and they are yeah. Yeah, they can be ta- tabloid-like. They have page six. Okay, big deal. But generally, yeah, I'd say they, they carry a lot of uh, good stories. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't call them uh, conservative-leaning, per se, but maybe from time to time, mostly centrist. But it is the nation's oldest newspaper. <laughs> the nation's oldest newspaper started by like Hamilton or something. Wow! Back yeah, that's old. Back in the day. Oh, and to the uh, written at a ninth grade level. Going back to my middle school years, my teachers taught me that most newspapers are written to about a ninth grade level. Interesting. You know, it should be shocking that Hamilton, you know, started the first newspaper. I mean. That great, you know, stage production he put on. That's that's amazing as well. I don't so. think he put that on. I think it really? has to do with really? him, though. Got his name on it. Yeah, it's about him. Oh, oh, so it's history. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what am I going to do with you? Uh, I don't Did know. you sleep okay last night? Uh, actually, I didn't. Mm. But I thanks explain. for asking. I appreciate it. <laughs> explain some things. Oh. Showdown. At the OK Corral. Close. Showdown at the border.
Texas versus Mexico? No. Uh Uh-oh. Versus the U.S. I'll explain next on 97.3 The Sky. It's going down. He brings the brutal truth. Rather than support the Israelis and say, do what you have to do and get this over with, it's being dragged out. Mark Levin. Because Biden does not want Israel to win. 6 o'clock on 97.3 The Sky. Showdown. 7.50 on the Bob Rose Show. 10 minutes till 8 o'clock. Greg Cassidy is here. Happy Hump Day, Trump Day. Trump just kicking butt in Iowa. Gets the endorsement of Vivek Ramaswamy. MSNBC and CNN refused to air Trump's Iowa victory speech, saying that Maddow, Rachel Maddow, said something like, we have a duty to our our responsibility that, you know, we can't air so many things that are untrue. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's crazy. How could you spit that out with a straight face? (laughs) That's crazy. I guess she doesn't have a straight face, but that's another story altogether. All right. So here we go. Onward and upward. And it's time for a showdown. Dun, dun, dun. Between? Depe- de- between the Biden administration, the federal government, yeah. and the state of Texas. Ooh, don't mess with Texas. A strongly worded letter from the Department of Homeland Security to the state of Texas demands access to the U.S.-Mexico border on land seized uh, by the state of Texas in Eagle Pass. DHS officials ordered the state to cease and desist its efforts to block Border Patrol's access in and around Shelby Park and remove all barriers to access by the end of the day on mm-hmm. today, January 17th. Mm. This could get nasty. Texas actions are clearly unconstitutional and actively disrupting the federal government's operations, says DHS General Counsel Jonathan Myers in a strongly worded letter. Ooh, I bet they pointed a finger too. Wrote to Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, we demand that Texas cease and desist its effort to block Border Patrol's access in and around Shelby Park. The recent actions by the state of Texas have impeded They like to use that word, Mm -hmm. impeded operations of the Border Patrol. Those actions conflict with the authority and duties of Border Patrol under federal law and are preempted under the Supremacy Clause of the Constitution, they went on to say. Hmm. The use of the word impeded by the DHS General Counsel could imply a threat of criminal action against officers and agents of the state of Texas who are carrying out orders of Governor Abbott to secure Shelby Park and prevent Border Patrol's entry into the area. Under federal law 18 U.S. Code uh, 111, it is a federal crime to impede or interfere with certain officers or employees of the federal government. Whoever forcibly assaults, resists, opposes, impedes, intimidates, or interferes with any person designated in Section 1114 of this title while engaged in or on account of the performance of their official duties shall be fined not more than $5,000 or in prison not more than three years or both, according to the sentencing guidelines. Breitbart reached out, didn't get a comment from either DHS or the uh, Border Patrol for clarification, especially on the use of the phrase impeded. Hmm. So the state has carved out, you know, and taken over a park because they are trying to protect the citizens of Texas. Mm-hmm. 
Isn't it interesting hmm. that the federal government should be protecting citizens, but a federal government under the well guidance, and I use that word loosely, <laughs> mm. of Joe Biden and his administration, they go after people who are doing their job trying to secure the homeland. So who's really for homeland security? And do states not have the right to protect their borders from someone, an invading force of such? Well, maybe until the federal government tells you you can't. Oh. I guess. I mean, that's hmm. what they're aiming toward. Yeah. I wonder if this will be, you know, a constitutional question that the Supreme Court may have to take up. Or are they going to come to blows down there in Texas? That's a scary thought. Again, you know. You're dealing with a whole mentality in Texas. Remember, for the Homeland Security people and the and the Border Patrol folks and local law enforcement, they get along very, very well. Right. They, these are borders that are coming from on high. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's, yeah. And it's political, political gamemanship, no doubt. Yeah. Let's go to the Davis-Gainesville Chevrolet Skylines. And, Mark, you're on the air. Hey, good morning, Bob and Greg. Thanks for your coverage on the DHS story. <clears throat> it sounds like the DHS letter or wording you shared, it's just a whole bunch of projection where the federal government is blaming Texas for exactly what the federal government is doing. It's them who's not operating the border effectively. It's them who is acting unconstitutionally at the federal level. It's them who's not protecting the border. And I agree with Greg, it could get nasty. But, again, Texas re- reserves the right to... Uh, secede from the mm-hmm. union if they want so True. it could end up that way in the upcoming couple of years thanks mm, the lone star state yep they uh they retain that when they became a state all those they years said ago. we can uh we can call it quits anytime mm-hmm. what 1845 i think they yeah they but like but um that would that would get that I does mean, yeah that doesn't mean they're still gonna let them go look how they're no. trying to twist the law now yeah the federal government under uh, you know, Biden's direction. Mm-hmm. Working working hard and working people that are already overworked. Right. Processing illegals into this country and sending them all over the place at the direction of the DHS Secretary Mayorkas. These same hardworking people now, they're going to pit against other hardworking law enforcement officers. I, could it be any more wrong than that? Oh, no. Yeah, if you vote Democrat... You're voting for an authoritarian Democrat government. I, th- I thought Trump was the authoritarian one, Bob. That's they call they... you what they are. Oh, there's that thing. That was rule number one that I established <laughs> quite some time ago. Yes, you did. And it they keep using it. <sighs> yeah. Hey, you know who we're going to talk to soon? Congresswoman Kat Kamek. In, in fact, she's coming up next on the Bob Rose Show. So we've got a lot of things to talk to her about. It's all on the way. All right. Follow the sky, never miss a minute of the Bob Rose Show. Just one click, 97.3.com slash follow, or on the Odyssey app, you'll get the Bob Rose Show podcast and more. Hang on. Trending right now on the sky. Secretary Austin's hospitalization was prostate cancer. Yes, I'm looking at you, Hunter Biden. What a coward. As it happens. Stay the course. The state of our state is strong. The news station. The short-term spending bill. To prevent a government shutdown. It's a sellout. Boeing aircrafts are going to be grounded. Impeachment for Mayorkas. More news. Updates every half hour. Breaking news at once. On News Talk 97.3. The Sky. 
When you need to know... Viciously held hostage by Hamas. The threat we face from China. Russia alone stands in the way of peace. You need the sky. Just download the Odyssey app. Everywhere. That's where I get my news. News Talk 97.3. The sky. Good morning and welcome to a happy hump day, Trump Day. One of your top stories, Trump gets the endorsement of Vivek Ramaswamy. MSNBC and CNN refuse to air Trump's Iowa victory speech. They're against free speech, that's for sure. Uh, Good morning and welcome. It is 8.07 Time Check, brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. Joining us right now, Congresswoman Kat Kamek. Good morning. How are you doing? Good morning, Bob. It is chilly up here, but I know it's chilly down there in Gainesville and Ocala, too. So I'm not complaining. Well, let's bring out that hot button to warm everybody up, because I know your hot button is the border. Is there a showdown coming to Eagle Pass? The cease and desist letter was sent to the AG of Texas. What are your thoughts? I know our Border Patrol agents, they, they have hit the limit. In fact, they hit the limit quite a bit ago. Um, and the thing that's interesting is you're seeing this showdown play down in Eagle Pass over that park where they've been processing people and it's been a staging area. The the Texas DPS, those guys, along with the National Guard, they've been all in this brewing mode about what DHS is doing. And what's funny is that the orders coming from the top out of Washington are hitting down there in Eagle Pass, and the Border Patrol agents are like, yeah, we're not going to fight you guys on this. I mean, we agree with Texas DPS. We're this is this is a disaster. So, I think we're going to see some big fireworks over the next 24 hours. Um, and I've even heard from some of our Texas DPS friends, they're pulling some of the barriers back into the river, those floating barriers. And uh, so it's going to be something to see. But in the meantime, while that's going on, we're going to be continuing the um, impeachment on Alejandro Mayorkas. That man has done so much to harm our country, and we will be seeing the effects of what he has done for years, years and years. He's a scuzzy little lying weasel, as you know. Hey, there's another showdown coming up. Is there a government shutdown coming? Possibly. You know, um, I, I was with the speaker on Friday of last week in his office talking about alternatives to a CR because... A CR does nothing but perpetuate Nancy Pelosi's spending priorities and her levels. And so I think, and this is what I told the speaker, I said, you know, listen, I know you're in a tough spot, but the fact remains that we're being disingenuous by telling people that you're cutting spending in this deal. You're not. They're like, well, we're cutting, you know, $16 billion here and another $10 billion there. If we're borrowing $7.8 billion per day, and we borrow a trillion every 140 days. What they're trying to cut out of the spending deal, I'm using air quotes here, what they're trying to cut out of the spending deal is the equivalent of what the government borrows in a week. So, I, 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 you know, for everyone who supports the deal, spare me. You're not cutting spending. You're being disingenuous. And I, for one, am sick and tired of it. I, as a millennial, all this stuff falls on my shoulders, my kids' shoulders, You know, the generations to come, Gen Z, it's ridiculous. $34 trillion in debt. And so we went through different options of how we could actually get some conservative, actual conservative wins, cut spending, and get some certainty back. 
And the Senate and the White House really has put the House in a very, very bad spot. And when you're in that position, you've just got to play hardball. You've got to have the, the won't back down mentality. And if their big thing is going to be Ukraine, we need to base, basically be playing a game of chicken here. And so I, I am fearful that you're going to have a lot of people just fold at the 11th hour and say, you know, we'll give you the deal. We can't give them the deal. We cannot be more concerned with paying pensions in Ukraine than securing our own border. Right. That's the hill to die on. And so we have got a big mess on our hands the end of this week. Another snowstorm is coming. And so um, we, we could have a bit of a blessing where we see members forced to sit in a room and talk to each other. But today at about 10 o'clock, uh, Speaker Johnson's getting drug into the White House because Biden's going to try to make the case for Ukraine, which is really sad because he has yet to make the case for securing our own damn border. Wow. And as the cold weather comes, maybe we'll see some more dead electric cars on the side of the road. Thanks, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, nothing Nothing says green uh, like having your Tesla uh, not charged in, in a deep freeze. Oh, and by the way, anybody notice those diesel-powered generators that are <laughs> actually sitting right next to the charging stations? Hmm. It's just Oh, it never it never ceases to amaze me how how some people are when it comes to just the realities of that agenda. But, yeah, so we've got big stuff happening up here. Lots of border discussions, big showdown on government funding. And I will remind everyone it would be a partial government shutdown and it would not affect military, Social Security, veterans, nothing. All of that is already on autopilot, so there's going to be a lot of fear-mongering out there. Don't buy into mm-hmm. it. Right, good advice. Hey, what about some kind of tax deal that no one's talking about that could impact us here locally? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, again, you know, some of the really important stuff that never gets talked about, it, you know, not the attention, headline-grabbing stuff, there's a very important series of um, tax extensions that were in, the, in this locked battle with the Senate over one of the really, really important ones for our area is a deduction on research and development. Now, I know everyone's probably like rolling their eyes like, oh, my God, I, I, that's even more boring than what I thought she was going to say. But think about the R&D. We are the biotech hub of the world in Alachua, little sleepy Alachua, um, with the Sid Martin Biotech Center and the incubator that has been award-winning for years beating out MIT, beating out South Korea, um, beating out all these different um, places around the globe. R&D, that research and development, is so important in not just furthering, you know, discoveries in biotech, in medicine, in medical devices, but for our area, it's a massive economic driver. And right now, Biden is trying to make it so that R&D is not deductible. So uh, if you have a small startup, or even a mid-sized startup, and you're trying to find a cure for a particular cancer or um, an agricultural need, like curing citrus greening, which is a major impact negatively to our state. Um, If you're trying to find a cure, you can write off your accountant, you can write off the janitor, you can write off all of your business expenses, but you can't write off the scientists that you employ to do the research and development, which is a racket. We should be doing everything we can to bring back that research and all that manufacturing to the United States. When you think about China and how 98% of our pharmaceuticals are compounded overseas, that's pretty scary. And so 
This is a really big deal for our area. We're trying to lock in that deduction as well as child um, tax credits and, and a number of other extenders on our taxes. It's really, really important that we get this right. And once again, the Senate is playing games. So it's a big impact to our area, something to keep an eye out for. Absolutely. And thank you for illustrating it in a way that we can understand the uh, importance of it. If you don't have R&D, you don't have innovation. And uh, if you make it more difficult and more expensive for R&D, you're going to have less of it. So that totally makes sense. Thanks for filling us in on that and all the other issues. Congresswoman Kat Kamek, uh, we wish you the best. Keep fighting the good fight. Appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Have a great week. Stay warm. Yeah, you too. Yeah. Coming up, why won't CNN and MSNBC run the Trump victory speech in Iowa? Because of untruths? Interesting. Details on that and a whole lot more coming your way on a happy hump day, Trump day, 97.3 The Sky. Sean Hannity. Guess who takes the chair of the U.N. Human Rights Council? Weekdays, 3 p.m. This is the same Iran that puts women to death for not wearing a head cover. On News Talk 97.3 The Sky. Good morning and welcome. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show along with Greg Cassidy. It is 820. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. Good morning. It's a happy hump day, Trump day. Some of your top stories. Trump getting the endorsement of Vivek Ramaswamy. MSNBC and CNN wouldn't air Trump's Iowa victory speech because they clearly don't believe in free speech. They're clearly trying to have an impact Uh, On a fair election. Their job is to share information with people and let them decide. But now they're being the deciders. And they call Trump the authoritarian? You've Uh got to be kidding. This is the exact uh, definition of propaganda that they're engaging in. Border showdown in Texas. Feds versus the state of Texas. Might come to a head today or tomorrow. The deadline that the feds gave Texas uh, apparently is sometime today. Uh, maybe they're looking for access by tomorrow. Uh, we'll see how that goes down. Mm. All right. Uh, back to Vivek Ramaswamy. This guy had especially younger uh, voters. Very excited. Fresh, upbeat business guy. Very successful. And boy, did he have passion. For supporting Donald Trump. We are in the middle of a war in this country. That's what this is. It's not a war between black and white. It's not between Democrat and Republican, even in a deeper sense. It's between the permanent state and the everyday citizen. Between those of us who love the United States of America and a fringe minority who hates this country and what we stand for. And right now we need a commander-in-chief who will lead us to victory in this war. I got to tell you, a level of passion, Mm -hmm. how succinct he was in his speaking, how direct, and you could tell it was all off the cuff. This wasn't uh, uh, written out for him. It was excellent. Does this put him in a viable position is Vivek viable mm. for Viva VP? We shall see. All right. Now he's trying to tell the lukewarm Republicans, you know, the establishment ones, get your head out of your 
You gotta know you're in a war to win one. You can't win one if you're asleep at the switch, have your head stuck in the sand, sand. like most Republicans. And I think that's going to require somebody who isn't bought and paid for, a businessman, not a politician. Anybody heard of that? And that's why I was in this race, but I'll tell you, the people of Iowa spoke loud and clear last night, and I'm a big believer that we, the people, create a government that is accountable to us, not the other way around. You know, there's a model for all of this, and all you have to do is go back to the basics, Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, you know, things like that. What does it mean to be a Republican today? It means we believe in the ideals of 1776. Ideals like freedom and merit and the pursuit of excellence. That you get ahead in this country, not on the color of your skin, but on the content of your character and your contributions. End affirmative action. End DEI. We are done with the nonsense. Send it back home. Saying it correctly and strongly, he's absolutely right. And... Hey, it's not that he lacks any sort of sensitivity. And I say this as the kid of legal immigrants to this country. That means your first act of entering this country cannot break the law, and that is why we need to use our military to secure our own southern border in this country. That's what it means to stand for the rule of law in the United States of America. A lot of times when one candidate leaves... Um, and they endorse, you know, in this case, the lead candidate, Donald J. Trump. It, it doesn't always amount to the full amount of their people that were following them to move over. In this case, and based on his level of passion, I think he actually could have more of an impact than we've seen in years mm-hmm. past with similar type moves. And he really has, especially younger voters, fired up listening, paying attention. And I think that's really important will this lead to you know greater things for him down the road i i would certainly think so let's go to the davis gainesville chevrolet skylines and talk to a guy that i believe at least at one time had a pretty big man crush on vivek peasant with a pitchfork you're on the air yeah good morning bob yeah i i really like uh, vivek and i know you don't trust him and i don't i told you before i don't trust any politicians but uh, I think it's great that he's back in Trump. I knew he would. He was backing him all through the, the uh, primary debate. And um, also down there in, in Texas, I, I found out that there, we have 800 Florida National Guardsmen down there, and 101 Florida State Troopers are also down there in Eagle Pass. And if this thing starts heating up down there, um, you know, Florida Florida's not, not out of the game down there. You know, 800 National Guardsmen and 101 mm. State Troopers. They're down there, and they're helping uh, the Texas uh, law enforcement down there. And, and uh, this thing could heat up. And we're, we're in the game down there. Florida, Ron DeSantis has sent our guys down there, so we're in it. Yeah. No, th- and thanks for reminding us of that. I didn't know that there, that was still an agreement mm-hmm. uh, with both the National Guard and with the state troopers, so thanks for that. It will be interesting. I, I don't think anything is going to occur in terms of any sort of violence or anything like that. And, and I mentioned it, of course, Congresswoman Kat Kamek said, look, at the at the ground level, these people get along. They're friends. They work together. A lot of the members of DHS and, and, and the Border Patrol folks, they don't like what they are being forced to do by the Biden administration. 
they fully understand probably better than most the kinds of people that are coming into our country and probably more frightening the kinds of people that are getting through without any scrutiny the so-called uh, what are they runaways gotaways that's it gotaways yep. well they're running away yeah and they got away and so yeah i i think that they're all like-minded down there yeah i think it would be great if maybe um members of the border patrol and homeland security that staged like a sit-in or a sit-down with mm-hmm. the texas authorities and said no i think they'll say we no. stand with yeah. texas uh- Ooh, I like the sound of that. We stand with Texas. Nice. Davis Gainesville Chevrolet Skylines and Jim, you're on the air. Um, yeah, my thing is, uh, Kat Kamick was talking about how Biden's going to pull Mike Johnson in today and talk to him about try to defend his thing about the Ukraine. Well, the whole, a lot of this junk started with him accusing Trump of quid pro quo with the Ukraine, and that is exactly what they were doing, of course, you know, pointing the finger, mm-hmm. accusing people of doing what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, you're, you're right. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting times we are living through for sure. Mm-hmm. It is 828. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. And you can follow this guy by going to thesky973.com slash follow or download the Odyssey app. There's the Bob Rose Show podcast, so you never have to miss a minute of the show. You are listening to 97.3 The Sky. America stands with our ally Israel. War. The battle for the future of the Middle East. The fight against terrorism in Israel. There's no justification for terrorism. Get breaking news on the sky. The hostage is released. From the river to the sea means there is no Israel. Hear about it first. A ceasefire would be a benefit to Hamas. Hamas. Rape pregnant women. That's who Hamas is. Attacks on American personnel. Backed by Iran. Talk about it now. We have a lot of things to say. News Talk 97.3. The Sky. The year is here. 2024. An election year. Everything that happens. A lot will happen. Primary race. From now till November. Happens here. When you cast your vote. News Talk. Are you ready? 97.3. The Sky. Eight thirty four. Bob Rose Show. Roland. Greg Cassidy in the house. Happy hump day. Trump day. Developing character. We'll get to that. Good morning and welcome. It's a chilly start to our day, but not as cold as it got in some parts of the country. Clearly, where electric cars were frozen. Hmm. Overwhelming majority of Americans said Tuesday they are unlikely to consider buying an electric vehicle. The poll comes as EV strand drivers at their homes, on the side of the road, and other places. Rasmussen Reports released the poll, finding that 65% of American adults said they are not likely to consider buying an EV when purchasing their next car, including 37% who said they are not at all likely to buy an EV. Fewer than 3 in 10 Americans said they would consider buying an EV. Polls Hmm. show how EVs remain a status fixture for the nation's wealthy. Huh. Interesting. 52% of those making at least $200,000 said they are likely to purchase an EV as their next car, including 33% who said they're very likely to do so. Yeah, if you've got the money, I know what else you have. You have backup vehicles. Yeah. And you could be using that 
for fun, for status, to show you're Mr. Green, mm-hmm. and you run around in that. It could be a grocery getter. You have a way to plug it in at, in your home because you can afford to put the charging station in there. And you know you're never going to drive the car probably outside of its range in a single day because you have another vehicle. Right. Probably a gigantic uh, SUV with four <laughs> diesel engines on it. Oh, chugga, 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 chugga. Uh, probably yeah, so. I'm going to take the family yeah. uh, for vacation. Yeah. So the wealthy, look, are always going to have an advantage there. Of course, mm-hmm. they can buy things and toys. But for the average working American, uh, this is, I need this. This might be the only vehicle for my family I need to get to work and back. A lot of them have longer commutes because they can't afford to live closer to their jobs. Yep. So there's and range that. is limited on the electric cars. Just yeah. Saying. So at, at this poll coming out, you know, right as... More and more vehicles were left on the side of the road, frozen. Couldn't mm-hmm. couldn't charge them up. You got to warm up the battery and things like that. Okay, completely different topic that we're moving on to. And uh, well, doing the right thing can be costly sometimes. A surgeon whistleblower says he spent his savings. He's been wiped out by lawmakers after he exposed a Texas hospital's secret procedures on kids. Dr. Ethan Hamm, a former Texas Children's Hospital surgeon, told Fox News that he has spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in response to an investigation against him. The doctor is reportedly a whistleblower who is behind the release of documents that allegedly show the hospital had not abided by Texas uh, law which has a ban on transgender surgeries for minors. The Texas law also prohibits prescribing puberty blockers and hormones to children. While the Texas Children's Hospital has reportedly said it would not provide such procedures to minors, Dr. Ham came forward as a whistleblower and gave documents to journalist Christopher Rufo that allegedly exposed the hospital for behaving otherwise. The documents claim the Children's Hospital has never abided by the Texas law. In one instance, a doctor allegedly surgically inserted a drug delivery implant in an 11-year-old patient. Dr. Haim told Laura Ingram that shortly after the documents alleging the Children's Hospital engaged in this behavior went public, federal agents with the Department of uh, Health and Human Services arrived at his home serving him with a Department of Justice letter saying he was a potential target in a new criminal investigation. Oh, my goodness. The doctor has since reportedly spent hundreds of thousands of dollars to counter this probe. Uh, Dr. Ham has also since launched a Give, Send, Go campaign as he continues to fight the investigation. Laura Ingram asked him, why exactly are you saying that they're coming after you? You know, I wish I had a good answer for that, but honestly, I couldn't tell you. Your guess would probably be as good as mine, adding that he believes it to be a politically motivated investigation because of what he calls HHS ideological capture and commitment to transgender ideology. He believes he's being pursued by the feds because he told the truth about transgender procedures taking place in the Texas Children's Hospital. It's because I told the truth. That's one of the things. If you counter the dominant political ideology, they're going to come after you. At some point, we have to fight against it. Wow. 
I mean, if they have documentation and they can prove these procedures were taking place, oh man, that yeah. is a pretty big deal. It is. And then the federal government's way of dealing with that is to pursue the whistleblower. And now you know, again, sign number 27 on the road to hell, that you know this is not a good administration. Not just going against their political enemies and this witch hunt against Donald J. Trump and trying to tie him up in court and all that. Uh, ridiculous stuff that they're you're know, weaponizing the DOJ, but now going after their ideological enemies, yeah, and <laughs> he's exposing something that's illegal. It's illegal in the state of Texas, and he's suffering for it. Yeah, that's awful. That's just awful. It is. Yeah, here's mm. look. Here's another uh, issue that kind of parallels that California's constitution allow schools to hide a student's transgender identity from their parents. That, according to State Attorney General Rob Bonta, he claimed that in a legal alert to school districts late last week. He warned them uh, against policies requiring school employees to notify parents if a student is identifying by a different name and pronouns or asking to play on sports teams or use the facilities of the opposite sex. Here's what he wrote. The Office of the California Attorney General issues this legal alert to remind all school boards that forced gender identity disclosure policies, which target transgender and gender nonconforming students, by mandating that school personnel disclose a student's gender identity or gender nonconformity to a parent or guardian without the student's express consent, violate state law. So... State law (laughs) in California, according to the attorney general there, actually intercedes and gets in the way of and takes the place of a parent. And kids have to give permission for information to be given to their parents? That's right. What happened when it was the other way around, when actually parents had control of their children? The government has no right to get in between the parent-child relationship when it comes to... Subject matter like matters that could end in uh, physical harm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But look, surgical procedures. If if you can't, if if the parents never get a heads up on what's going on, and you know there's so-called sympathetic Mm -hmm. folks that'll guide your child to someone who'll perform those procedures. Look, we already know that a Texas children's hospital will lie about the procedures. What's going on in California? We know their ideological bent, right? Such policies harm transgender and gender nonconforming students by forcing them to choose between hiding their identity in school or being compelled to share it with a parent or guardian whom they believe may emotionally, psychologically, or physically harm them. You see, the school would never emotionally, psychologically, or physically harm you. Mm -hmm. Oh, unless they're calling for, like, genital, you know... uh, Mutilation? Yeah. Good word. Yeah, mutilation. Yeah. That's okay. When forced with this decision, many students feel compelled to stay in the closet. You've got to allow parents to know what's going on in their kid's life. 
it, just keeping that kind of secret, if you will, mm-hmm. that also has damaging things oh, that yeah. it does. Yeah. And teaches kids that, you know, lying is okay if it's, you know, personal. It just, it, it, it provides another barrier from the child-parent relationship, another barrier mm-hmm. that the government is artificially uh, wedging in there. Wasn't it also California that tried to go down that road that if you as the parent did not agree and want to go along with whatever sex change you know decision the child was making, that you as a bad parent could be basically charged with abuse? Yeah. Because you weren't going along with what the child wanted. I mean, how messed up is that? It is, uh, well, it's a, it borders on insanity, actually. Yeah, it, it does. Yeah. Who would have dreamed? Uh, look, the, the kids, it's it's the cool thing to do. It's a fad now. It's really oh, yeah. what it's turned into. It's a fad. I identify as a you know member of another gender. Makeup one. Whatever. whatever. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's one thing. Okay? And kids will be kids. And maybe this is the modern day ultimate rebellion, if you will. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Kids go through the rebellion period. Maybe that's that. Which is fine as long as it can be contained. But there are forces out there that would happily help your child get, I'll say, a double mastectomy. Mm-hmm. She's a girl who wants to be a boy. Yeah. There are people that ideologically think there's nothing wrong with that and would help your child get that done. What's wrong? 845 on the Bob Rose Show. We've got a lot more to talk about. Greg Cassidy is here. And did I mention it's a happy hump day, Trump day, 97.3 the sky. 10 p.m. nights. There is an absolute strategy to get Western governments to turn on Western citizens. And by Western, I mean anything that's free. On 97.3 the sky. Good morning and welcome. It's 8.50, 10 minutes till 9 o'clock. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show along with Greg Cassidy. Morning, Greg. Good morning. It is a chilly start to the morning. Uh, What do we got? What's the current temp? It's uh, like 32 in Gainesville. Looking at Ocala, 36. 38 in the villages. They got a a heat wave down. Feels like it's freezing out there. It's Well, if it's 32. It is freezing out there. Man, I guess I'm right on it. I was lucky, though, that in our house this morning we didn't have any frost. So there was no window scraping involved. So that was good. No window scraping, no frost. Yeah, I like that. That was good. It, can be, it was cold, but no no frost. No. So. That's a good thing. Uh, speaking of frost, and somebody who is well aware of that and Jack? stays on top of it, not Jack Frost. Oh. You're close. Okay. The Ag Commissioner, Wilton Simpson, is oh, going to join okay. us in, in a little while. I'm going to ask him about this Chinese ownership of hundreds of thousands of acres of land. Yeah. And ask him about that and some other pressing issues that are coming up. And he usually has his finger on the pulse. And uh, so we'll find out what the deal is. Joe Manchin, is he going to be the third, a third party candidate? Ooh. And clearly hmm. that would threaten uh, Joe Biden of the Democrats, I would think, much more than Republicans. Yeah. And you still got JFK, uh, JFK RFK, RFK Jr. out mm-hmm. there. So who would he pull from? Um, Moderates, maybe? He could, be, he could yeah. pull some of those. Yeah. I mean, it, politically, I don't know. Politically, in some cases, he's 
sort of all over the place. But he is, yes. But he's not he's still a Democrat. He's but, nine, yeah. yeah, but he's not really lined up with them per se. He mm-hmm. could take maybe some independents, some other people that maybe are not happy with the Democrat Party, but they they just can't find a way to vote for Trump. <laughs> right. You know. Yeah. If Manchin enters the race. He would siphon votes from Biden's candidacy, dooming his reelection campaign, hmm. according to an op-ed, Breitbart. Many polls already show Biden trailing former President Donald Trump. Yeah, that's without adding uh, Manchin in there. Interesting. In these polls. So yeah, it could. I, I, I don't know if he's really going to run. Right. I mean, what would be the reason to run yeah, unless you specifically want uh, to hurt? the democrat party and right. and punish them because they've gone so far <laughs> left you know right. somebody like a joe manchin it kind of feels like he's left out in the cold like hey i actually represent what the democratic party was about you know 50 years ago 40 years ago and you folks are nutbags man far left marxists but then the dims are gonna go hey look which is worse we lefties we we marxists or you're going to help Donald Trump get elected? Just like we would ask some, they're going to vote for somebody else. What are you are you trying to help Joe Biden? I'm mm. sure it goes both ways. Flying the friendly skies. Yeah. How friendly? Uh, well, I'm no. wearing a nice fancy dress for you. <laughs> but my name is Scott. Oh. That's a little too friendly for me. Apparently United Airlines CEO Scott Kirby has a history of dressing in drag. Really? As uh, who's Keisha? Is that singer, pop star? Yeah. Oh, and also Taylor Swift. You've heard of her, right? I have, and her Swifty friends, <laughs> yes. who I think might not be all that swift, but that's uh, another story. Yeah. United Airlines CEO Scott <laughs> Kirby allegedly has a penchant for dressing in drag as famous female singers. Resurfaced pictures have revealed hmm. on Monday uh, the conservative X account. Uh, libs of TikTok posted pictures of Kirby appearing to don a long purple and blonde wig, black eye makeup, stuffed bra, chaps, wow, and a lot of leather, as well as a blonde wig, white dress, and purple feather boa. And he's the CEO of what? United Airlines. Wow. Flying? Huh. Aren't they the ones that say "Fly the Friendly Skies"? I don't know anymore. That's uh, that's an old one. That, that could that's be dated. That, dated reference. But, you know, I don't know. I, Back when they used to, a pilot would hop out and go, just a second here, and grab the propeller and get that thing started. That's been a couple of years ago. Yeah. Was jet, it? I've had jets for a long time, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. You don't have to get out no, and start no. them like that, do you? Yeah. No. Okay. This, that, that's, uh, again, as, as we always say, fly your freak flag, do what you want to do, but that's not typical of what you expect from the CEO of something like, a major airline in America. Just well, saying. look, if he has, uh, that's his this thing. thing. Yeah, do what you want to do. And he may, hey, that, that write, could be a song. Write that down. Um, And he's a CEO and he makes, I'm sure, a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Maybe, he's a, maybe he has that attitude, I can do whatever I want to do. Yeah. But if you're the public face of a publicly traded large company, hmm. Yeah. Uh. If I have stock in United Airlines, do I care what he does? Hmm. As long as he's not breaking the law, as long hmm. as he's not trying. You know what? What's up? I would just make sure that he's not reading story time, hmm. you know, to kids in yes, drag. That's true. Yeah, yeah other than point. that, 
Yeah. I don't care. Do you care? No, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. To, you know what? What's that? Focus on making the planes run on time. That How about would, that, That buddy? would be a good thing as a CEO, yeah. 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 856 on the Bob Rose Show. Stand by. Don't go anywhere. Coming up next, we're going to talk to Ag Commissioner Wilton Simpson right here on 97.3 The Sky. What's trending on the sky? The people have spoken. It would be so nice if we could come together. The news that's trending. The people in Iowa see what the American people uh, see as well. We went from stable prices to record inflation. The news that's now. Strike against the Iran-boxed Houthi rebels. Fannie Willis facing misconduct allegations. Better call dead Teslas around the Chicago area. We got a bunch of dead robots out here. News Talk 97.3 The Sky. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Stay on top. All the headlines I need when I listen. At the top. It's important to know about the things that are going on around you. That could actually affect your daily life. News. At the top. Every hour. The news I care about. The news station. News 97.3. The Sky. Good morning and welcome. It's 9.06. Time check. Brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. Happy hump day, Trump day. As one of the top stories, Trump gets a huge endorsement from Vivek Ramaswamy. Meanwhile, MSNBC and CNN refuse to air Trump's Iowa victory speech. Hmm, so much for free speech. That's very nice. Yeah, we'll dig into that. But first, we've got Florida Ag Commissioner Wilton Simpson with us. Good morning, sir. How you doing? Doing great. How are you, Bob? Doing fantastic. Uh, well, up until I saw the story yesterday, I shared with my listeners, a Chinese billionaire secretly became the second largest foreign owner of U.S. land, almost 200,000 acres. Now, this was in Oregon, uh, and apparently the purchase was made during the Obama administration. Nobody during Trump's administration caught it. Here we are under Biden, and now it's just coming to light. Um, what are your thoughts on that? And can you force them to divest? What What would you do if it was a Florida piece of uh, agriculture property? Yeah, so um, we took action last year. It was one of the <clears throat> major issues that the Department of Agriculture pushed. We had great senators and representatives help, help us with our bill. Last year, we banned um, our foreign enemies, and I believe there are seven different countries, um, from being able to buy uh, farmland in the state of Florida or around our military installations. So Florida has already taken action. Um, it was something that was very important to the, not only the agriculture community, but the, you know, we, we see that as national security. And, um, this is ridiculous. And when you see, I think that this gentleman that you're speaking of, this, um, this Chinese billionaire has, um, bought most of his land out west. And, um, but other states, and of course that's a very blue state and, um, they don't seem to have this same sense of urgency about our way of life and our national security that we do. And, um, but the federal government, and I know it's being proposed, I just have no confidence that the federal government's actually going to do anything the next uh, 10 months. Um, you know, when President Trump's back in office, you know, maybe at that time we'll be able to, to get some of these things done. But, um, you've got a, just such a dysfunctional organization in Washington as it relates to foreign enemies buying our lands here in, in the United States as our, our southern border, such a disgrace. You, you just got so many crises. And the reality of it is, is you could fix most of it in 
30 or 60 days if, if common sense would prevail. And it's just not going to, or it has not to this point. Right. No, good point. Now, what if there's Florida land, existing land, that was purchased previous to the state of Florida, you know, banning it? Is there any retroactivity here? Uh, do we even know? Do, have we looked at companies and see if they're just shell companies for uh, Communist Party members? Well, we are, are taking a more aggressive approach now that the Department of Agriculture at the federal level is supposed to be notified anytime any of these four nationalists buy property, agricultural property here in the United States. And um, so we are taking a more aggressive look. And, yes, we said in the same bill, we said that I believe the number was five years, but we were trying to shorten it to three. But there's only a few years there that they have to surplus those lands. So there is a roadmap within the bill that where we do where we do have some of those um, foreign enemies that own our property today in the state of Florida, they will have to divest that land over it, certainly less than the next five years. What about this cultured meat? I'm hearing more and more about it. You're for a ban of that. Why? Yes. And so what what we're talking about here is you've got your extreme, extreme globalists that want to control your food production in the world, right? They want to control how you get your food. They, they blame, you know, global warming and all these types of things. They've got to get rid of all these cattle farmers. And, and what happens when you get rid of your cattle farmers, you completely break your supply chain um, for our food supply in this country of beef. And you can do the same thing with pork or chicken or any other product. And that's what they're talking about doing is using a Petri dish with cultured meats and bio, you know, um, engineering type products to grow our food supply. And of course, you'd have one or two vendors in the world doing these things. And if we learned anything in the pandemic about our lack of supply chain, semiconductors, we don't produce them here. The price of used cars doubles during the pandemic because we don't make those things and we couldn't get a supply of them. Can you imagine a world where you've lost all of your farmers because of some sort of a Petri dish growing meats? And they have 3D printers, by the way, now that'll make these meats look like what you want it to look like. Oh, my so you can gosh. make it look like a filet or a T-bone or anything. And we're just not going to have that in Florida. We want a very robust supply chain. Number two, if you had your food growing in a Petri dish, you can manipulate those foods any way the government sees fit. Not the way Americans would want it, or, or and we're, Americans are all different. You may eat a different kind of beef, you know, out west or, you know, where there's grass-fed or grains or what have you. And you would lose all of those choices to, you know, this technology. And they're doing this technology in the name of protecting global warming because cows have methane, <laughs> We need to get rid of the methane that they produce. And I'm just thinking, how ridiculous it is. Um, can people be, right? How ridiculous can these folks that are – and most of these are billionaires. They're elitist, and and um, that's that's their um, goal. Like, like you said, if it's bioengineered, they can manipulate that. And um, what if they were not even doing it on purpose? Do we have long-term studies on bioengineered meat I mean, doesn't the Food and Drug Administration have a, a duty to the citizens to have a long-term study done of the health ramifications of some kind of fake meat? Well, I not only, we, we, you know, the USDA gave, I believe I read this now, but the, the USDA has given some approval for them to move forward. And I'm just thinking, you know, just like in drugs, um, and we've had to fight this drug wars for many, many years and decades, um, when you can manipulate a cultured meat in one minute, right? You can add another product to it. You can add, you can take things away. You can add things. 
you would have to have constant supply chain checks to make sure that we're, there's not things going into these meats or products that, um, you know, we wouldn't know that would be dangerous or could kill people or, or, or any other long-term um, catastrophes. And I thought about this the other day. I know a hundred cattlemen, farmers, family farmers in the state of Florida that, that raise cattle. I could call any one of them by a beef if I had to and put him in the freezer, right? Right. If you get down to this cultured meat, you're going to know nobody in the, in the farming industry. You're going to, and then you don't know what they're doing to your food. Now I know I can see where that food is being raised. I can see where my plants are being raised, where my cattle are being, where the feed that feeds that cattle are being, was being grown. And you won't be able to do any of that. And you'll have basically a bunch of scientists and, and then you'll have politicians telling you what you should and shouldn't eat, you know, and, and they're, they're good at doing that in the liberal states, right? They not only, they want to do it their way, but then they want to, and if we want to do it differently, that's not okay. Right. Um, conservatives generally don't care what they do to themselves. We just don't want them doing to us. Yeah, so they're not satisfied yeah, don't, with that equation. Don't, don't mandate, don't force it on everybody. Hey, are there other ag issues that are coming to Capitol Hill that are important we need to be aware of? There are. There's two I'll mention um, very quickly. The tangible tax. Um, your farmers that um, farm every day to supply us our food. By the way, 70% of all the vegetables on the eastern seaboard of the United States are being grown today in the state of Florida. Those farmers, all the equipment that they have, the facilities, the manufacturing, the packaging, they have to pay what is called a tangible tax on that equipment every year. And so, in, and in some cases, it's tens of thousands of dollars mm-hmm. and, and on small farmers. And so by getting rid of that tax this year, it'll have to be done constitutionally. Um, that'll give those farmers, again, but mostly the smaller farmers, the larger farmers will ultimately overcome these taxes and regulation. This will give our fighting, our smaller farmers a fighting chance to stay successful and continuing to grow their business. And that's exactly what we need. That's a big deal with the tangible tax. The, the voters of the state of Florida will have the last word in November because it has to be done constitutionally. And then the other one I'll mention this year, the FFA and 4-H kids. FFA stands for Future Florida, Future Farmers of America. And in those youth programs, they do, <laughs> most school boards do not allow for an excused absence for an FFA or a 4-H um, class or an outing or a field trip. So the state law this year, we hope to change it to say, no, those are excused absences. We want more children involved in agriculture, learning about agriculture, going out to the farms and seeing agriculture. And so that's the way that we're we're proposing to give it as an excused absence so more parents may enroll their children in those type of activities. Well, as usual, you bring us uh, uh, plenty of information. We appreciate it, Ag Commissioner Wilton Simpson, and uh, we appreciate you coming uh, to us fresh from Florida. Yes, sir, Bob. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> I was getting a little uh, trademark plug in there for him. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, but he did, I'm not sure he acknowledged it. He is it, it. Is he a check in the mail? Yeah, it's, it's on the way. Okay. He's going to send me some fresh vegetables. There you go. That we supply to the whole eastern seaboard. I always yeah. learn something from And him. hopefully they won't be taxed. Right? Yeah. 916 on the Bob Rose Show. Good morning. Coming up in 30 minutes or less, things that make you smile. Also, more headlines on the way as well. You're listening to 97.3 The Sky. Afternoons at 3. It's happening around our country. Sean Hannity. The chanting. Where's that 
This world's gone mad. Anybody with a conscience knows who the victim is. On 97.3 The Sky. Good morning and welcome. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. Morning, Greg. Good morning. And it's a happy hump day, Trump day, one of your top stories. Uh, Trump getting the endorsement of Vivek, or Vivek Ramaswamy. They keep saying it different. I don't know. we got to shorten that. Yeah. Yeah. What would you call him? VR. Vec? Yeah. How about just Vec? Yo, V. Come here. Yo, V. Yeah. All right. Okay. We'll, we'll come up with something. Yep. VR. Mm-hmm. You could do that. Yep. All right. Um, MSNBC and CNN refuse to air Trump's Iowa victory speech because um, untruths that he <laughs> might speak. Okay. Is that, yeah. is that how the media is supposed to work? Yeah, like oh, like when so. Mayorka said, you know, there wasn't a crisis at the border. You know, that they, they stricken him from uh, from being on the news because he told an untruth. Oh no, wait, no, that, no, no they no, that didn't never happen. did that. No, they didn't. okay. All right, and we'll we'll dig back into that interesting piece. Pepperdine University President Jim Gash is urging university leaders to reclaim the higher purpose of education, informing students' character. In light of scandals at a rocking college campuses, Hmm. Ivy League universities struggle with anti-Semitism, plagiarism, that's dominated headlines, anti-American ideologies have infiltrated campuses, weakened academic standards, America's confidence in these institutions plummeted, dropping from 57% in 2015, Mm -hmm. and less than 10 years later, 36%. Not good. Yeah. Those trends reveal higher learning has failed to provide far too many students the character forming experiences necessary for a free and flourishing society. And Pepperdine University is a Christian university in Malibu, California. And uh, uh, they talk about so if one goes into the workforce having only encountered one worldview or ideological approach to particular issues, then one is not well-suited to engage in conversations or let alone be an informed voter. That's what the president of Pepperdine hmm. says. Okay. Yeah, I, I think also with the high cost of higher education, people began to scrutinize it a little bit further, too, as to, well, you're going to get a degree in philosophy, and that's going to pay you how much when you graduate? So there's that, and there's the sort of coming back, if you will, of jobs that require different skill sets, you know, like HVAC, plumbing, and other trades that pay very well. And if you don't have a bunch of student loans to pay back, yeah, you've got a head start there. So, yeah, I I think it's important to have that conversation, but, but good luck. I mean, you know. Moving and stirring, steering a giant ship like higher education um, into character building, there's a lot of schools that, well, quite frankly, you don't want them in charge of what they would deem no. to be character no. building. Oh, their character's all right. And isn't it really, I mean, isn't your character kind of formed along with a lot of your personality traits maybe by the time you're seven years old? Certainly by the right. time you're 12 or 16. So how, how much are you calling, what are you calling exactly, 
character mm-hmm. that should be instilled by the parents you know have a good mm-hmm. attitude yes. show up on time respect your elders you know the, the basic character building mm-hmm. type things that should be instilled in children from the very earliest years like maybe think. childhood yeah what a concept right <laughs> and you go to a school of higher learning to open up your brain to all these possibilities mm-hmm. and when they give you one ideological thought that's not going to be helpful. No. Let's let's go to the Davis Gainesville Chevrolet Skylines and touch base with Martin. You're on the air. Hey, good morning, Bob. You're on point so many times, but uh, first of all, regarding character development, it's being short-circuited by social media. Let's face it. These people that run these social media sites do not give a damn about the young people. They only want to sell products and influence the minds. So character development, as you said, is up to the parents. Regarding Vivek Ramaswamy, it is clear that we should be calling him Swami. It's a tried and tested old school name, and I like it. It implies some intellectual <clears throat> sharpness, which he has. Mm-hmm. And I'm going with Swami. I like it. Yeah, that, that'll work. Oh, great Swami. Yeah, uh, speaking of him, let, let's get into some of the things that he said about Donald J. Trump as he was wholeheartedly jumping in with two feet endorsing him we are in the middle of a war in this country that's what this is it's not a war between black and white it's not between democrat and republican even in a deeper sense it's between the permanent state and the everyday citizen between those of us who love the united states of america and a fringe minority who hates this country and what we stand for and right now we need a commander-in-chief who will lead us to victory in this war. Swami was on fire. Oh, yeah. He's also, I think, reaching out to establishment Republicans. You got to know you're in a war to win one. You can't win one if you're asleep at the switch, have your head stuck in the sand like most Republicans. And I think that's going to require somebody who isn't bought and paid for, a businessman, not a politician. Anybody heard of that? And that's why I was in this race, but I'll tell you, the people of Iowa spoke loud and clear last night, and I'm a big believer that we, the people, create a government that is accountable to us, not the other way around. Government shouldn't be led by fads, Mm. you know? This gender stuff, I think, is a fad. I think that we need to maybe get back to our founding principles. What does it mean to be a Republican today? It means we believe in the ideals of 1776. Ideals like freedom and merit and the pursuit of excellence. That you get ahead in this country, not on the color of your skin, but on the content of your character and your contributions. End affirmative action. End at DEI. We are done with the nonsense. Send it back home. Seven tw- uh, 928 on the Bob Rose Show. And uh, he is a child of immigrants. And I say this as the kid of legal immigrants to this country. That means your first act of entering this country cannot break the law. And that is why we need to use our military to secure our own southern border in this country. That's what it means to stand for the rule of law in the United States of America. You've got it. You, yeah. And you have to solidify that Republicans are not against immigration. We just don't want people running in roughshod. We want controlled and legal migration. 929 on the Bob Rose Show. We're about 15 minutes away from things that make you smile. Greg Cassidy is here as well. 
And it's a happy hump day, Trump day on 97.3 The Sky. Misinformation. Whether it's from the mainstream media or your brother-in-law's Facebook posts, you need the sky to cut through the static of election 2024. Every move. We are going to have the largest deportation effort in the history of our country. Every candidate. we got to support Israel. In worded, in deed, in public, and in private. These fellas don't know how to talk about abortion. I said we'd invest in all of America. Your election headquarters. We're leading by so much. News Talk 97.3. The Sky. Need to know lead to a military conflict the economy and inflation you need the sky public corruption the big guy mr biden securing our border first everywhere right there on your phone the odyssey app. the news updates news talk 97.3 the sky 937 on the bob rose show greg cassidy is here it's a happy hump day trump day border showdown in texas feds versus the state of Texas, things could come to a head as early as maybe later on today wow. or early tomorrow. Hmm. As noted earlier, Vivek Ramaswamy, that we're going to call Swami from now on. I like it. Is, uh, he's all in for Trump, and he gave a very stirring speech of which we played several sound bites from. Um, so you might want to check that out if you get a chance to look at that. Oh, you know what you could do? What's that? Follow the sky. Go to the sky, 973.com slash follow, or download the Odyssey app, and then you'll have the Bob Rose Show podcast so you never miss a minute of the show, including some compelling interviews, content, you know, all the good stuff. There you go. That's genius. We missed. Yeah. We missed one. And I don't know how, because he was one of our favorites. We we love TV cop shows. Yep. He was also into music, Mm -hmm. talking about David Soul passed away. Um, the 4th of January, yeah. and somehow we missed it. You know, Starsky and Hutch. Oh, yeah. You know, the Ford Torino. Oh, yeah. Good times. Don't give up on us, baby. Don't make the love seem right. The future isn't just one night. God, I forgot how mushy this was. Oh, yeah. But I, I was playing rock and roll. And I was playing this. Greg was playing Middle of the Road. Yes. M-O-R. Trying not to get run over. Not, hey, but the, hey, but it, the hook is It used to out. be not quite as boring as an elevator, Don't but we're working on that. But now you go grocery shopping, you probably hear this. Yeah, probably would. Right? Yes. Ken Hutchinson was his character. Huh. And he drove a piece of crap car, and uh, Starsky had the cool Torino. Oh, okay. It just wasn't fair. Just for the record. Yeah. Uh, his wife... Helen Snell said that he died on that uh, Thursday the 4th after a valiant battle for life in the loving company of family. He shared many extraordinary gifts in the world as actor, singer, storyteller, creative artist, and dear friend. His smile, laughter, and passion for life will be remembered by many whose lives he touched. He was, uh, of course, born here in the U.S., best known for his role as Detective Kenneth Hutch. Hutchinson mm-hmm. in the classic crime-solving series Starsky and Hutch. I mean, how many vehicles were like in in TV shows were part of our like high school? I mean, you know, a team, you had a van, and you had this one, and it, just a blast. I can tell you, if they got into a race, yeah, the General Lee would have whipped the Torino. Well, because it can jump. Well, and that's the year yeah. that the Torino really added a, a lot of bulk. 
Yeah, I did. Because I had the Montego version of that mm-hmm. and had a dog of a 351 in it. And I'd previously had a Torino of the earlier models, like 71, right. with a 302. Yeah. That would have blown the 351 off the road, no question. Not wasn't, even close. Wasn't the Torino a 73? Uh, 74 was, was the it? Montego I had. So, okay. yeah, the Starsky and Hutch, probably 73. Yeah. You're asking me. You're, yeah, you, I know. I'd have to, I could be off a little bit. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, no, you're probably not off. I mean, you're off, but that's yeah, a different. Yeah, that's whole different. Subject. has nothing to do with cars. Oh, I see a picture here. Yeah. And, and yeah, this brings back some memories. Mm-hmm. So, Starsky's sitting on his car. Yep. And he's got <laughs> he's got a sweater on. Uh, yep. And it's, if you remember, like when we were in junior high, this was like the cool sweater. Yep. Guys and girls mm-hmm. had them. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. It's kind of a little longer than jacket right. length. And kind of a thick. A little a thicker, thick weave, yeah. A thick yarn. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I remember getting one. In fact, yep. it was, might have been one of my earliest visits to a real mall. Ooh. Back in the day. See, that's where it all started. With and you've me. been buying jackets ever since. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So, a great show. bring it back we, some memories. Yeah. yeah, but that's one of those things where Hollywood, when they remake it, I mean, okay, it had its campiness, too. The original mm-hmm. did. Uh, I'll never forget, they're, they're flying down the road, they're turning around the corner, going down the street, Hutch, you know, makes some comment about, that. you're going the wrong way. He's like, what? Didn't you see the arrows? And he responds, I didn't even see the Indians. So they had their little nice. one-liners. But man, when they remade it, it was it was, it was yeah. Ben Stiller was in it. It, it just awful. And even though just I like awful. Ben Stiller, yeah, there were some things you don't touch, yeah. don't mess with them. Starsky and Hutch, yeah, you go. In our memory, rest in peace, David. So yeah, uh, made it to eighty. That's a, that's awesome though. Yeah, that's a long time. Yeah, a long, but we're just getting closer, so we want it to be even farther. His uh, his father, by the way, was a <laughs> professor of history and political science and an ordained minister. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually moved them to Berlin, where he was a religious uh, affairs advisor to wow. the U.S. High Commission. Didn't know that part. No. Yeah. So you'll, learn, a, you'll learn something on the Bob Rose Show. That's right. It's not just bad news and stupid politicians. Can we learn something on the Bob Rose Show from Kamala Harris? Well, I don't know. We, that's pushing it, isn't we it? We could try, like, don't be like her might be a lesson learned. Ah, so everybody can be a role model, just yes. some service don't. Yes. Okay. Don't do this. No, don't. Don't. Just don't. Yes. Just say no. Which is one word, according to Kamala. Mm, she's, anyway. During an interview with ABC News released on Tuesday, Vice President Kamala Harris responded to a question on where the Biden administration is willing to compromise on immigration and the border by stating that, quote, it would be great, unquote, mm-hmm. if Congress took up the security package the administration has. Oh, my goodness. Mary Bruce asked her, hey, Mayor Adams says even the compromises and the bipartisan issues that have been discussed as part of the bigger funding package, he says that's not enough. And he says there's a lack of urgency in Washington on this issue. Does your administration bear responsibility for that? Now, before I give you her response... Does the Biden administration, do they bear responsibility for the mess that is our southern border? <laughs> what, well, you're kidding, right? Hmm. How could you even ask it as a question? It's funny how they state things that are opinion-based as oh. fact when it supports a lefty agenda. Yeah. But a real common-sense logical question, all of a sudden it's, 
well, it's up for opinion. Mm. What do you think she's going to say? Yeah, let me give you. Let, let me. She's such a genius. Well, yeah, she deflected a little bit. She said, "It's no secret for anyone that we have a broken immigration system and it needs to be fixed." We're not talking about the immigration system. We're talking about border security. Mm -hmm. Those are two different things. They want to conflate that because that way they can say, there's nothing we can do. Congress won't act. Congress doesn't need to act to secure the border. How do we know that? The border was secure before Biden became president. He undid executive orders and deals that Trump had made with Mexico, for instance. He completely changed the game. He knew exactly what he was doing, too, at the time. And he undid it all. Yep. He undid it all. I remember the other day, somebody shouts out to the president as he's walking, stumbling to his plane or something, about the border. He goes, ah, you know, Congress has to give me the money. In other words, it's just like putting it back on Congress like they haven't done anything. And the administration's tried to do it all right. And what exactly would the fix be for a so-called broken immigration system? How would you fix it? Yeah. We have an immigration system. Uh-huh. It's just nobody follows it anymore. Right. The poor can you imagine law abiding people that want to be future citizens of America? Wait in line, wait in line, pay some money, then wait in line, then wait in line, then pay some money, then wait in line. They're given the runaround. Oh, we're real busy right now. Oh, letting illegals come in? Yeah. It's crazy. All right, so her response was, it's no secret for anyone that we have a broken immigration system and that needs to be fixed. And it'd be great if we could get some bipartisan consensus to do just that. And I think it's a tragedy that there are certain so-called leaders who are playing politics with this issue. Really? Really? Wow. Our first bill, the first bill right after inauguration that President Biden put before Congress was to fix our immigration system. Do you think that they've taken that up? No. So Mary Bruce follows up and says, so where are you willing to compromise on this issue? The president has said, uh, you're talking about this. You're willing to make some concessions. Where? She said, well, let me tell you, first of all, we have a security package that includes $15 billion that should go to address the border. It'd be great okay. if they took it up. Yeah. $15 billion to the border. That's kind of vague. That's kind of vague, like X amount of billions going to Ukraine. Which border was she talking about, though? Maybe she's talking about a different border. Oh, that could be. She is the borders are, so. Yeah. All borders. Well, look, this administration, again, to use her words, it's no secret that they lack transparency in many expenditures Mm -hmm. that they've been racking up. One is the expenditures in Ukraine. And when Republicans presented them with a bill to that would require a little bit more transparency and to kind of follow up on where those monies and weapons are really going. Yep. What'd they do, Bob? They shot it down. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like a Ukrainian plane. So if you give them $15 billion for quote-unquote border security, yeah. it's not to secure the border. No. You just need to know that. Ah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> 947 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy's here. Time for things that make you smile. Come on, you can do it. Upbeat, positive thoughts. Count your blessings and call in 877-975-9825. Things that make you smile. Brought to you by Robin Larson Dental is next on 97.3 The Sky. 
What's going on in the southern border is an impeachable offense. It's a high crime. Weeknights at 6. When the president of the United States refuses to comply with federal law and, in fact, is purposely violating it. 97.3 The Sky. Time for you to call in with your upbeat, positive thoughts, count your blessings kind of a thing. Brought to you by the best dentist in the whole world, Robin Larson Dental. It's things that make you smile. 877-975-9825. And Mark, what's making you smile? Hey, good morning, Bob and Greg. Uh, aside from having found my fur hat to deal with this freezing weather, that's the fur hat with the drop-down furry ear covered. So I found that. So luckily I'm covered. It's like 34 degrees. What's making me smile is your coverage of the gentleman who passed away from Starsky and Hutch. I, I don't have his name memorized, but it just brought back memories of the old 1970s shows like Mod Squad, Columbo, Starsky and Hutch, and the last thing that made me smile is every time you say Starsky and Hutch, it reminds me my brothers always uh, botched it, and they would call it Husky and Starch for just comedic <laughs> activity. That's one of those things uh, that yeah. once you hear that, it gets stuck in your brain. Mm-hmm. Somebody used to say, as a fat or a Mac. Oh, wow. I've and that, that stuck in my brain. That's fun. That, that explains a lot. Thank you. Yeah. Peasant with a pitchfork, what's making <laughs> you smile? Yeah, good morning, Bob. Um, back when... Uh, What's making me smile is back when Ziegler, the guy, the Republican Party guy down in South Florida, was in the news for having a threesome with his wife and another woman. Uh, I called your show, and I said that I was going to withhold judgment on that until the Swami piped up and said what he was going to say. I wanted to hear what the Swami was going to say. What did he say? He he never did, but I've been referring to Vivek Ramaswamy as a Swami ever since that was in early December. Oh, I got you. Okay, I get where you're coming from. You you want credit. There you go. Mm -hmm. Peasant said Swami. I'm writing it down. He said it first. Until his brother Nostradamus calls in and goes, oh, he stole that from me. Yeah, he just called first. We're going to start a little little brotherly war going on. Yeah. Here. Be like the, the feds and the Texans going out at the park down there. Showdown could be later on today. Yeah. Pay attention, my folks. But right now, we're getting ready for the smoking gun, which is brought to you by Lawful Defense and Shoot GTR. Stand by. Sean Hannity. Their plan has got to be to remove Gaza as a launching pad forever. Weekdays, 3 p.m. The longer this continues, there's not going to be much to return to in Gaza. On 97.3 The Sky. Time now for The Smoking Gun. Brought to you by Lawful Defense and Shoot GTR. Solo Brands has dumped its CEO after a huge campaign for solo stoves featuring rapper Snoop Dogg failed to bring in sales. Social media lit up after Snoop Dogg is seen in a video saying he decided to give up smoke. Many interpreted the 52-year-old as announcing he was giving up his pot habits. Turned out he was joining uh, their advertising campaign. Problem is, I don't remember hearing anything about the ad campaign, just about him giving up (laughs) smoke. So uh, the CEO is out, and it would appear that his gig just went up in smoke. And that, my friends, (laughs) puff, 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 is... The Smoking Gun, brought to you by Lawful Defense and Shoot GTR. On behalf of Greg Cassidy, I'm Bob Rose. God bless you and your family. Have a happy Hump Day, Trump Day. See ya. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. 
In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.